What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonderkid episode 82. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I uh, cannot believe that we are, what, only 10 days into this World Cup? Seven days into this World Cup? Uh, it has already given us so many results we got to talk about. Feels a little bit like the changing of the guard in some mm -hmm. respects. Um, but how are you holding up? I, I, I see that you're kind of taking over the Portuguese airwaves these days. Ooh, yeah, thanks to Sport TV. <laughs> I'm loving to see that Mbeta, new great sponsors, man. They're going bold with us at FC Wonder Kid. But we got to say, man, this World Cup, the stars are showing up in Qatar. And let's start <laughs> with Messi, man, because everybody mm. was saying that that match against Saudi Arabia, where's Messi? He showed up. Yeah. Big time yeah. against Mexico. Yes. And even the assist of Enzo's golazo, okay, came from Messi. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. really loving what I'm seeing now from this Qatar World Cup. And Argentina, man, do you still consider mm -hmm. them favorites? I, I, I don't think you can discount them. I think that they have what it takes. They just haven't played well enough mm -hmm. just yet for us to confirm that we do have to remember that they had what 36 games unbeaten before coming into this world's cup oh. uh before losing to saudi arabia <laughs> so uh yeah it that that for, let's be honest leo messi was not there in the first half mm -hmm. and then in the second half he turned it on beauty of a first touch fires it past memo ochoa mm -hmm. uh memo ochoa there's even a picture of them afterwards um, you know, giving him a little credit because Memo Ochoa couldn't stop that. Um, but come on, let's be honest. Uh, while it was Messi's day for the most part, I think everybody is going to remember that Enzo Fernandez goal. Fucked. That was Fucked. ridiculous. Fucked. And you said like first ridiculous. half Messi, uh, Messi was a bit off. Like second half, yeah. that's when Enzo came on and made the yeah. difference. And it, 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 yeah. it will be criminal, okay, if Enzo Fernandez doesn't start the next match for Argentina. It's more than yeah. noticeable now that he is one of the best young midfielders in Europe. Definitely, in yeah. my opinion, man. And in the Champions yeah. League, he's the key of Benfica. Who, who sees Benfica yeah. knows that. So he's going bold. Yeah. And I got to say with Messi too, there's one hell mm -hmm. of a bold stat that he, like, Messi managed. Mm -hmm. And it's Messi is the first player in history now to have five assists. No, to have five no 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 messi is the first player in history to have an assist in five world cups in five world cups not, not five assists he's got much more than that man but messi oh my yeah. days what a stat that is man well what well i'll stat. do you one better there i'll do you one better there thanks mm. to opta opta with a banger of a stat here messi is now both the youngest and the oldest player to both score and assist Oof. in a world cup match since 1966. He was 18 years old in 2006 Oof. and 35 years old now. No, but a goal and an assist in a game. A goal and an assist in the game. That's that's the stat there. Mm. So uh, that's pretty awesome. And uh, you mentioned Enzo. You mentioned yeah. Enzo being at Benfica and just automatically right into the 11, mm. one of the best young midfielders in the Champions League. You know, he does this everywhere he goes. When he broke into the 11 at River Plot, he essentially became one of the best midfielders in the Argentine league overnight and then held that along with Julian Alvarez, and they both built their profile there. Then he moves to Benfica for a criminally low, criminally low transfer fee. One of the best pieces of transfer business over the last, what, easily the last year, if not the last five years, yeah. right? And he immediately becomes indispensable for Benfica in their in their uh, Liga B win, in their Champions League ambitions. Mm -hmm. And it's not surprising that he gets his chance, he comes in, and he takes his chance. He's been doing it everywhere he goes. And he uh, idolizes Lionel Messi. Mm -hmm. And to see how happy Lionel Messi was for him mm -hmm. at the end of that play, at the end of that goal, right? Jumping into his arms... It's not surprising that Enzo Fernandez at 21 is the youngest player to score at a World Cup for Argentina since Lionel Messi Aye. in 2006. Oh, there you go. Enzo's going so bold, man. He's definitely yeah. leaving Benfica at the end of this season. Impossible for him to stay. And mm. 80 million is the minimal amount that Benfica Ooh. will get. I can assure you that exclusive by FC Wondrick. <laughs> no, yeah. for real, I can tell you that. 
Like, minimal. And then you have the teams that need a midfielder like Enzo. United right. needs a midfielder like Enzo. Liverpool needs a midfielder like Enzo. And Man City, if Gundogan leaves, yeah. they certainly need a midfielder like Enzo. And they've already got Julian Alvarez, one of the star kids of River Plate. So I could see yeah. that happening. But on Argentina I front, I just want to say this too. Rodrigo De Paul, mm -hmm. like we're mentioning Enzo mm -hmm. non-stop. And I have to say, I know De Paul is like the best friend of Lionel Messi, but he can't start ahead of Enzo, man. And McAllister too is better than De Paul. So this decision yeah. for me is clear. And another decision is that Martinez has to start every match for Argentina too. I think it's undoubtable the passing quality that he brings. And he is just so so solid for this team so those are the two assurances and uh, Messi well, like Messi too yeah. like I just want to ask you too like is Messi really going to the MLS <laughs> um there is very credible rumors that he is going to MLS and that he is finalizing a deal to oh head to God. David Beckham's Inter Miami club um he loves Miami I believe he already has a house in Miami um, so it's not entirely surprising. I think maybe with how early it feels, right. You'd think he'd have another year at PSG or I know everybody wants him to go back to Barcelona. I'm just not so. sure that's in the cards. I know. Uh, but inter Miami, I think, um, uh, that we, we got clout, uh, in the sense <laughs> that we can, we got financial clout, not oh. heritage, but we've got financial clout, and I think that that speaks to him, and it is a new endeavor. I think one of the things that you and I talked about offline mm -hmm. is interesting to think about because David Beckham, when he came into the league, instead of paying him out the wazoo a whole bunch of money mm -hmm. uh, and bankrupting the league, um, they paid him with a discounted uh, expansion fee for his own club. I wonder if Lionel, yeah, uh, five or 10. Yeah. Mm. Five or 10, something like that. Um, I wonder if they're going to be doing something very similar for Leo Messi. Uh, even though the league is more financially stable, uh, it has more billionaire owners than, you know, a, a whole lot more than uh, before. So it's really, really interesting to see it happen. If, if it does happen mm -hmm. at the end of the Euro season, as it seems it's going to, uh, I, I, I gotta say it feels too early. I agree. I agree. I'd love yeah. to see Messi, Messi leaving PSG at the end of the season, going to Barca yeah. one season, and then being the highest paid player ever in MLS history and maybe football history if he's given yeah. parts of ownership of Inter Miami. I think he's going to bring mm. so many eyeballs that 50% or 30% are numbers that are realistic, in my opinion. Yeah. It all depends on the bargaining power. And if he wins the World mm. Cup... I think that the I think any number okay can be it can be a blind check to Lionel Messi yeah. to go to the MLS. So yeah, and, be nice. and, and before a World Cup too, like in 2026, it's in the uh -huh. states. You guys, you guys are going very, very bold in the league. So we can transition hey, I, now to US. Well, I, I, but but before we move to US, mm -hmm. I gotta talk about it. Uh, because I I'm going to say something that will surprise people, being obviously a US, uh, USMNT fan. Mm. Mexico fans deserve better than Tata Martino. Ooh. They deserve better than Tata Martino. I don't know what they were looking for coming into this World Cup. I don't know what their roster construction was. They have plenty of young, solid players that either should go abroad or be given the chance in the national team like Omar Lainez. Campos and, and a whole and eh, maybe yeah Lainez, who's always gone bold <clears throat> in a lot of these you know big 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 tournaments mm -hmm. but it is insane to me and this stat is kind of a double-edged sword it is insane to me that Andre Scordato became just the sixth man mm. to play in five world cups mm. and are you ready for this this is how how in tune Mexico is with playing their veterans all the time. Mm. Three of those six players that have played in five World Cups yes. are Mexican. Oh. They're Mexican. Andre Escordado, Rafa Marquez, and an older guy, Antonio Carvajal. Ooh. So it's, it, it, you know, they deserve better than Tata Martino. I think they should have made the move when Tata Martino got beaten not once, but like multiple times by the U.S., uh, whether it was Gold Cup losing to our B team, or it was the CONCACAF Nations Cup. 
they should have moved on from him then. Uh, and I, I just I don't I don't get it. It and, feels yeah. And next World Cup, Ochoa's there too. I think Ochoa is going to be yeah. in this Mexican team next next World Cup too, man. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve that, but like <laughs> I could yeah. see that happening. Like, do you say right now yeah. that Mexico is behind the U.S.? Um, yeah, yeah, I do say that. I do say that. Yeah, I, I mean, on their on their best day, Mexico is a very good team. They're a very well disciplined team, um, but they're also incredibly inconsistent these days. Um, and they have a lot of injuries, and they have a lot of just really suspect, um, kind mm-hmm. of, uh mostly tac- not tactical decisions but personnel decisions made by Tata Martino. So I would love to know what our Mexican fans think. Mm-hmm. Uh I would love for them, I mean I, my guess is unless they pull off a win to keep their streak of going to the round of 16 alive, um my guess is that Tata Martino will leave probably regardless of what happens uh after this World Cup, but it is weird to me to say that they de- deserve better because part of me should be like looking at this and being like, yes, this is great. Um, but, you know, it, it, it'll it be interesting to see what so, they do after this World Cup. So in the next but, World Cup, we might not see Tata yeah. Martino for Mexico, Didier Deschamps no. for France, Van Gaal no. for the Netherlands, Southgate no. for England, and Fernand no. Sanch for Portugal too, man. So a lot of... Ma- and Tite for Brazil too. So yeah. a lot of managerial changes will happen until then, man. And yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But will we see it Greg Berhalter in the next World Cup? Oof. <laughs> it is it is half and half right now. I mean, let's let let's kind of in, if you look at US Twitter, right, which is a very dark place sometimes. Um dark times. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people don't like Greg Berhalter, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't like his decisions. They also don't like that there's a little dust up in camp with uh, one of our most talented, uh, highest ceiling players in Gio Reyna, um, who has kind of like Phil Foden getting 21 minutes for England. Uh, Gio Reyna has only gotten crap time uh, for the U.S., so I hope he plays a big, prominent role um, in this showdown on Tuesday against Iran. Uh, but listen, Greg Berhalter, you can't argue with the fact that for the most part, he's, he's a defender, right? He was a defender in the league. Um, were somewhat defensively sound, uh, aside from that Walker Zimmerman mistake uh, in that first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but against England, uh, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. You watched it, right? Yeah. I felt like we outplayed England in a lot of phases, Facts. in a lot of phases that game. And that midfield was won by Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, and Weston McKenney, and with an emphasis on Eunice Musa and Tyler Adams. They were electric to watch they were everywhere that midfield that's cost much more than theirs with jude bellingham that oh yeah and i was so so surprised with musa man that seemed like the most important game of his life and i'm not surprised (laughs) man most watched game in the u.s Mm -hmm. ever 15 15. 15.3 million people if if i'm not wrong watching this game man so Hopefully, yeah. with Iran, these numbers are surpassed for the U.S. men's national team. And well, I'm noticing, well, we'll man, see. a lot more love yeah. from the U.S. People in Qatar say, oh, we're investing in the U.S. men's national team. So, uh. <laughs> so there is this belief, <laughs> man, in the future of the U.S., as it seems, man. Well, but my, what I got to highlight, I, the player I'd like to highlight, though, is Jedi Robinson, man. Great yeah. left back. And I would be surprised if he stayed where he is. Timothy Weah, Musa. Jedi Robinson, all these three players, in my opinion, they'll get a move for these great performances that they're doing in the World Cup. In my opinion, it, deserve it. That's true. It's it's the wonderful thing about the World Cup. Um, some of these players that don't generally get the stage if they're not Champions League or they're not whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the World Cup provides them with that stage. And I, I don't know how Leeds is going to hold on to Tyler Adams after this This. World Cup, um, and and they could even get close to Calvin Phillips' money for him, right? Um, Yunus Musa, I've been saying it for the last, what, six, eight, ten months, whatever, that mm-hmm. he has the ability to, to change a game, um, and that he could wind up being the breakout of this World Cup, and I, I think he's well on his way um, to that. And here's the crazy part. In 2026, Yunus mm-hmm. Musa is going to be 23 years old. He'll be 23 years old. He is still 
so young, yes. And I'm going to say it right now. Mm. On the day, Eunice Musa outplayed Jude Bellingham. Oh, my days, man. And I can understand that on the day against against the U.S. Mm-hmm. man. That, that's bold, yeah. though. That's bold, though. But on, I gotta say, on the day, we, mm. we got to make sure I, you know, highlight that so people don't kill me in the comments. <laughs> no, on no, the day, I, I feel he was you. better than Jude. But Yunus Musa is one. We have to remember, mm-hmm. Yunus Musa was part of Arsenal's youth academy. True. He was born in England, and essentially, uh, he's a, he could be a homegrown player, mm-hmm. right? He stepped abroad to Valencia. I'd be really surprised if there aren't a couple Premier League teams giving him a shout right now um, or wait until the end of the World Cup to give him a shout. But he deserves a move, um, and, even though Gattuso probably wants to keep him. Well, and understandable, like what what great performances. And I got to say this, man. <laughs> on Jude, You mentioned Jude Bellingham. And I was thinking yeah. to myself, like people were judging Birmingham for retiring the 22 jersey of Jude Bellingham. But people weren't foreshadowing Jude Bellingham being so good for England so early. And everybody now is going to remember his connection with Birmingham because they did retire the 22. So I got to say, great decision. Great decision. And I will always defend now that retirement of that jersey of 22 because it will be an iconic number. I really believe in Jude Bellingham. Because if England wins the World Cup, in the next mm-hmm. tw- 8 to 12 years, it has to yeah. be with Jude Bellingham on the field. And the other yeah. player is Phil Foden, man. Phil Foden yeah. is the most special talent in the England roster. Generational, no doubt. The player that offers the most creativity and against the U.S., what was needed? Just yeah. that. So he's got to start, man. And Mount's elite work rate. I will take Sterling. And, and, and put Foden. Mount, I will yeah. keep. Because Mount does a lot of dirty work. A lot. Yeah. And trust the yeah. youth. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, he's he's good in the half turn. He's good in those those tight spaces. I understand why they st- started Mount on the day. Uh, Grealish, I've been relatively disappointed um, when he's come in. But listen, you know, anyone that's giving uh, Gareth Southgate uh, a lot of shtick, and he deserves... He deserves criticism exactly. for 21 minutes for Phil Foden. He definitely deserves that criticism. And uh, Yeah. Uh, well, that too, yeah. Um, but but come on. Harry Maguire was the best defender on that field. Uh, on that, Well, maybe maybe Tim Ream. No, Harry but, Maguire yeah. was England's best player. Uh, without a doubt. Well, that's the thing too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll say that Maguire played well. But he played well yeah. once in what? Two years? So this is like, as a football player, he's played to you just that. And I understand some people backing him with England, but would Tomori not play at the same level, given the chance more times? Would yeah. I like, it's, it's a big doubt in my opinion, man. But Southgate... Well, I'm, I'm, no Harry Maguire on that field. No Harry Maguire on that field, we, we score. Mm. You know? No on Harry Maguire day. on that field. On the day, on the day. On so day. I'm just, I'm just saying. But Gareth Southgate, you can give him all the hell you want to give him. Uh, he's still mm. got one goal, or one goal, one win, one draw, True. and they're in prime position to get out of the group. Um, so he's, he's following a plan. Um, he did the, he did the smart thing of I don't think he underestimated the U.S. at all. Mm. I think he gave us purposefully gave us space, try to hit us on the counter most of the time. Um, so I, I, you know. I mm. I still think England is 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 good enough to go far in this tournament. I won't pick England you know? ahead of Portugal, man. I won't pick England well, ahead of Portugal, man. In my shocker. opinion, like, but do, yeah. would you pick England ahead of Portugal? I don't know. I I've only seen one game so far, ah, so we'll see. Would you pick that, Holland that, ahead of England? That, uh, no, no, mm, no. One on one, I don't no. know. I think Netherlands could. Yeah. Good surprise. I yeah. know they're not playing the best Good. football. Ecuador shocked. But mm, that's the thing with yeah. the Netherlands too, man. That's another national team that we got to talk about. Because they're going to top the group A. And Ecuador, we did warn the world that they were going to show up with Caicedo. Yeah. And then Valencia, you warned big time that he was going to be the best striker. I've got to say yep. that now. Three games. <laughs> now, uh, three goals in two games. Rating history. Yeah. At uh, Qatar, man, first, yeah. like, first one to go, host nation, the first one to go in this World I, Cup, man. 
Embarrassing yeah. times for Qatar. I gotta say that. That wasn't good, man. That wasn't no. good. <laughs> no, and you know, it kind of uh, now that now that we look back on it with 2020 vision, it was probably always in the cards. Mm. Um, but when it came down to it, uh, they are kind of too predictable. And uh, I don't think Akram Afif, I don't think Amouaz Ali, I don't think some of their big names, none of them showed up, True. you know, and you got to say that. And I know Qatar having big names that we, we don't all know, uh, these guys were good enough to potentially score a goal, right? Um, or they they I think they, they, can score they got one goal. Did. They got one goal, right? Didn't they get a goal? Um, mm-hmm. True, but, they did. They but did. listen, I, I do have to go back to Portugal for a second because I, I have not gotten your baseline thoughts on that three to two win. And more importantly, I mean, did your heart leap out of your chest when Diogo Costa uh, almost threw that game away on X? I mean, here's what I loved about it. Cristiano Ronaldo, there's that video afterwards, him running up to Diogo Costa after the game, uh, you know, the whistle blew, they won three to two. He went up, he said, smile, smile. You know, we won the game. Your mistake didn't cost us anything. You know, get over it, basically. And that's what you got to do. Man. That's really what you got to do. And Krish. I loved seeing that. So, Krish is such Oof. a leader, Bretton. Krish is such yeah. a leader. And if we're going to win this World Cup, it's with Cristiano's leadership on and yeah. maybe off the field if it's needed to. With your Costa, yeah, I had a big surprise with that happening. But as you said, it wasn't it didn't <laughs> happen as a mistake. It wasn't it wasn't detrimental and we did win that game. And it would be a big mistake, in my opinion, if Dio Costa didn't start the next matches for Portugal. We got to yeah. still trust him because passing ability, he's the one of the best in the world. Penalties, one of the best penalty yeah. savers in the world. And he's a great, great keeper. And he's going to leave Porto for 75 million, just like Enzo is going to leave Benfica too. So that's on well, you, Costa. I had a heart attack, a little, a little scare, yes, but uh, it all went well at the end. It's true. But and, and just, just imagine if Anaki Williams did not slip. Ruben Diaz though, was on top, in. man. Yeah. Okay. All but, right. Uh, well, so, so but, beside, mm-hmm. but beside Diogo Costa, um, who mm-hmm. do you want to see improvement from in that Portuguese team? Well, this is the first thing I gotta say on Fernand Sanch. Like Fernand uh, Sanch, if you don't play. Yeah. Nunmensch and Kinsil, the second mm. option must, must be because of performances this season. Kinsil at the left and Djokdalo at the right. What could have Djokdalo done more this season and two against Nigeria to get the starts if Nunmensch yeah. can't play? There's no answer, man. So that's yeah. why Dalo should be there. My second thing, too, is okay, we're in a tough position, but William. Pick the head of Vitinha? Like, I'm not saying Vitinha sh- uh, Williams shouldn't play. I like him at the sixth role. I can play at the eight at Betis, but with Portugal, with Vitinha, he must play, in my opinion, okay? He's so important. Mm-hmm. Or Bernard Silva and Bruno in the midfield. <laughs> that works too. Okay. That works too, because yes, Bernard Silva is a similar type player. But Vitinha, man, mm-hmm. oh. So, yeah, That's, man, there's a lot of, lot of little things, man. But Krish, yeah, first player in history to score in five consecutive World Cups since 2006. Yeah. still wanting to yeah. prove the world that he's still ready to play football at a high level. And I honestly believe Christian is going to go bold in the next games, man. So, yeah, okay. that might be hope, but I really believe in that. I really well, believe in that. Well, I'm going to – I got to open it up to our uh, our listeners here. Um was that a soft penalty or not? I know you don't believe it was a soft penalty, but man, oh man, did that seem soft to me. Or the goal that um, wasn't allowed. But Or the goal yeah. that wasn't allowed. A lot of people yeah, that's true. that it could have that, been a goal. True. So it might have been that's karma. With one that, but Grish did win possession. He did win possession, though. So I, I know it could have been but, a soft one, but he did win. No? Right. Yeah. Uh, he was he was to the ball first, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. I think you're right there. And there was you can make the argument it was from behind. Yes. I hear that as well, but it still seemed like he was <laughs> on his way down uh, well before the contact was made. Uh, but you know, speaking of Cristiano going mm-hmm. bold, is there any truth, seeds of truth, mm. to this Al Nasser three year, two hundred twenty five million deal? The offer is real. I can tell you right now, mm-hmm. the offer. Uh, is real 
225 wow. million is on the table for Ronaldo to accept. 100% that is true. But he's considering it. No decision is made, people, okay? And I really believe the outcome of this World Cup is detrimental in his decision. If Ronaldo wins uh, the World Cup, it's real. It's real, the option of him retiring of football, okay? He has larger ambitions in his head, okay, as a, as, as a person, as a businessman, and he would drop the mic to every hater if he just won yeah. the World Cup and went away. It does matter mm-hmm. how you went, in my opinion, too. But, and, and, and I want to say this, too. Like, this is something positive. Like, Cristiano, with all this yeah. Portuguese team, I don't get the feeling that Portugal that, that Cristiano's against the youth. I really feel like João Félix, mm. Rafaelio, Antonio Silva had dinner, okay, in front of Cristiano Ronaldo when they were off, okay, a picture was released. So you can see Cristiano embracing the youth and the role that he is a mentor to guide the future of Portugal. Because the truth is, okay, before mm-hmm. 2002, Portugal had only gone to two World Cups and Cristiano... Mm changed the culture of football academies in Portugal. Like youngsters starting to work harder, he inspired the youth and he inspired the country. And big shout out to Mourinho too. So that's why I really believe that Grish is a very positive force and I wouldn't be surprised. But in in the knockout stages, if we see openly Cristiano leaving the field and Gonçalo Ramos replacing him in the 10-15 minutes. That yeah, can happen, that. and that would be kryptonite for many teams. And we like mm. we got it. And this is something too, man. Portugal's so stacked that we have to make a decision between Jean Felix starting and Rafael Liel starting. The man's always smiling, okay, before he scores goals. So I'd love yeah. to see Rafael Liel starting a hundred percent. And it's interesting too that both players are rumored mm. they're gonna get a move this summer so, oh. or in January too. So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah we're stuck. Um, <laughs> Jean Felix needs one. We know that. Rafa Leal, that's kind of a kind or of an a, extension. Rafa Leal deserves in on a, to be yeah. the most well-paid player in Serie. Yeah. That's what he well, wants. The, the moment he got in that game, he mm-hmm. changed it. Fox. So, yeah, he, he's he's a, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, my oh my, would that be interesting? I, I can't see him going to Saudi Arabia uh, mm. to play for Al Nasser. I, I um, but I hope he doesn't. Uh, him. I really, yeah, do. I really yeah. hope. I, but, I prefer him going to PSG. And there's a little, better. yeah, and there's a little addendum I have to throw on that. You said that he has inspired change and inspired mm-hmm. uh, positive change um, in all Portuguese academies. True. I would make the argument he's inspired change uh, all across the board. I mean, Alejandro Garnacho. Uh, you know, that's his, that's his idol right there is Ronaldo. Um, and, and he wasn't, he wasn't in no Portuguese, uh, academy. So, uh, between Messi and, um, Ronaldo, I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a better two players playing at the same time, mm-hmm. um, at the ever, ever again in my lifetime. I mean, I, I, Mbappe and Holland just don't have, I don't know. It's different. Mbappe has it's, it. It is. It's Mbappe has it and he should have gone. Yeah. Real Madrid. That's what I got to say. Mm. And Cristiano, wow. man, you we're mentioning how he inspired. And yeah. like, I just want to say this too. Sorry. I, I, with Portugal, just want to end up by saying people, sure. Danilo is out with three fractured ribs. So we're definitely mm. going to see Pep starting for Portugal. And hopefully by the end of the season, a bold predict uh, this season, by the end of this World Cup, <laughs> we will see Portugal starting with. Diogo Costa, Nuno Mendes, Ruben Dias, Antonio Silva, and Cancelo at the right. And Vitinha in midfield, hopefully, too. So I really believe that Antonio Silva with Pep, he's, he's got longevity. Yeah. He's 39 years old, but can he play every single game 90 minutes? I don't think so. So, and Danilo yeah. out, Ruben Dias will want to yeah. get that, that special link up. And he played very well against Nigeria at given moments. Yeah. Antonio Silva was outshining Ruben Dias. So, and that's big time. Wow. And he's going to leave Befica for more than 60 million. Been informed that. Not going to listen right. to any bid less than that. That's fucked. Okay. Well, there you so, go. Quick um, <laughs> I, I think we should go back to Kylian Mbappe for a second. Mm, because yes, yes, he, yes. <laughs> the man alone, the 23-year-old alone, 
reverse the curse. Okay. Um, not just the world cup group stage curse, um, you know, it, or the former winner curse, but also their recent terrible form against Denmark. True. Um, I mean, M- Mbappe scored both goals, right? Uh, I, like this, this is like his, his impact for Les Bleus mm-hmm. is up there. You ready for this? Mm. With Diego Maradona for Argentina, with Lionel Messi, they both have the same amount of goals, World Cup goals. Uh, and he's got one more. Messi, him, no. <laughs> Messi has one more. I thought Messi has seven. Does he have eight? eight now? Eight now. He has eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mbappe will get it next game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, come on. Like he's 23 years old. He's got 10 years or Fuck. two, two and a half World Cups, right? Um, to to do this again. And I, you also with that France win over Denmark. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that one of the best midfielders in this tournament so far, and this Fuck. is probably not that surprising, has been Aurelien Schumani. Um, he has been out of this world to the point where a lot of people, um, y- you almost don't, it- it's hard to see. Best midfielder. It's not. Best midfielder. Yeah, it's like not showing up in the stats, right? Ah. But like he, he has clearly taken that step to like, uh, uh, what's if, the word? Consistently world class. He's consistently world class now. It's true, um, it's and true. it's impressive. And and that's it's just, impressive. It's it, and if you see the second goal of of France against Denmark, it's too many to yeah. Teo Hernandez. Teo Hernandez fast break mm-hmm. combines with Mbappe, and he makes it happen. Yep. So yeah. or it's the first one. <laughs> the first one. I'm sorry. The first yeah. goal. But uh, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Too many for me is the best midfielder until now in this World mm-hmm. Cup. Absolutely vital, and he's showing up. Why he's showing why Real Madrid yeah. spay those 80 million to get him to Real Madrid, and it just makes yeah. me think, man, why didn't Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe, go to Real Madrid, man? Especially yeah. with Shoa Many performing the way he is, with Vinicius Jr. there, with Benzema there, Mbappe would be the favorite, considerably the favorite, to win the Ballon d'Or. Even with Haaland going the bold as he is, I would still put yeah. Mbappe ahead. And yes, you said it. Mbappe has seven World Cup goals in nine games. And he's already yep. surpassed Thierry, okay, that has six. And he played in yep. four World Cups, man. So yep. that just shows how fast, how fast of an impact he's having. And at 19, four years ago, people noticed him big time against Argentina with two yeah. goals in the round of 16. And that that, yeah. that was very bold because he knocked out Messi, Messi man, Messi in the yeah. World Cup. So that one one on one, then he wins the World but, Cup deservingly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Les Bleus Bleu have now won six in a row, six World Cup games in a row, um, and right. and they're doing it with that next man up mentality. I mean, mm-hmm. no better of a kind of microcosm of what we're talking about here than Lucas Hernandez tearing his ACL. True. And Teo Hernandez taking over for him, and he's already filling his brother's shoes incredibly well. In one and a half games played, he's got nine key passes and a couple assists. Oof. Like, Teo Hernandez has been Must pretty be. vital to them. And then we also got to talk about Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann. I knew it! Because I knew Antoine it. Griezmann for Le Bleu is a different human. Fox. Like, this is a different player. Free roll. Um, free roll. Yeah, free roll. Free and roll. It's, Just, it's fun to watch. That's and, where he shines, I, man. The it, knows. It, it, yeah, I, and, and and yet, do you do you think that they could repeat? I think they're definitely can they definitely can repeat. But if they go against Argentina, Portugal, yeah. or Brazil, it all makes it happen to they're the done. other side. Maybe I'm not gonna. Let's see. It all depends on who's, who they get. Who's and, stopping Mbappe on Portugal? I thought you Silva. Ah, <laughs> he did uh... against PSG. He did against PSG. <laughs> Okay. And with Ruben Diaz next to him, that, that can be better yeah. than Otamendi link up. And Otamendi is okay. a great player too. I just got to say that. But I just yeah. want to say with uh, Griezmann, yeah, going back to Griezmann, yeah. I really mm-hmm. believe Griezmann with this free roll position makes me think that one day we might see Griezmann going to PSG. Especially <laughs> if Neymar leaves, if Messi leaves, I think mm-hmm. Mbappe is going to say, I want Antoine Griezmann. Just see how we play in the national team. And it makes total, total sense. So that is just a bold prediction I wanted to put out there. And no Uh, doubt in my mind, Griezmann is the best player of the French national team in form until now next to Mbappe. 
And next to Mbappe. And then so and, and then and, and then, then you look at his club. Then you look at his club form and you just what what is what's happening here? It's him. And Why him is and this Felix? happening? Him and Felix. Griezmann and Felix. Like for Atletico, yep. they're one thing. Mm-hmm. For Portugal and France, respectively, they're going so bold. Something and else. That, and like, yeah. how is Simeone the most well-paid manager in the world? How? Uh, I can't even believe it. What I say, it man, it's just yeah. nuts, nuts. Like there, oh. there, there was a time that we. I mean, come on, when he when he won La Liga title, right? Um, we might have said. But yeah, consistently, no, I, I, I don't, yeah, hey. I don't get it. But, and, and I don't get it. Shihu, man. Shihu, he's equaled Thierry with 51 goals, but mm. shout out to Giroud, but we all know eventually Kylian Mbappé will be surpassing him, becoming the top goal scorer for the French national team. And that's why he's so scary, because Mbappé is inevitable. Mm. He can play in the three corridors, <laughs> he doesn't like to play striker, just put it at the left wing, and but he's just he can do everything. So any sure. role, yeah. and just put him with that. So I just wanted to say all that with Mbappe, man. Oh my and goodness! Put in the comment section, people, if you're listening until now, who's the best player in the World Cup until now, in your opinion? Is it the top mm. goal scorer, Kylian Mbappe? And then Valencia will mention. Put in the comment section, man. I just want to see some people with that. <laughs> Enter Valencia, though. Every every time he scores a goal, he keeps coming off with an injury. So I, I keep wondering whether or not we're going to see Enter Valencia again. Uh, this time, I think he was actually not carted off, but he was actually put on a stretcher and taken off. So we'll oh, see um, with that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I do got to bring though. up. You're mentioning injury. Should we mention Neymar? Yes. Should we mention yeah. uh, Neymar, man? Neymar's out. Ne- yeah. Neymar, as be- some people are saying that Neymar is going to be back for Cameroon. And I've heard reports that Neymar is reportedly 24 7 in the physio room. Marquinhos said it, and you got to respect that. And it just shows sure. how important this World Cup is for Neymar. Because if Brazil wins it, like yep. he can retire for the Brazil national team. And people don't yeah. understand how much hate Neymar suffers in the Brazil media, man. So not getting the Ballon d'Or too. It's a, it's a different animal, that's for sure. Uh, but Neymar, Neymar being injured allows a certain somebody to step up. Um, and we haven't seen too, too much of him yet. But yes, Rodrigo. And I'm excited to see Rodrigo. He's going to start. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if if they beat Switzerland, right, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need Neymar back for Cameroon, right? I agree. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of like get it done against Switzerland and then give Neymar a little extra time. And that's what, six days away, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. And uh, man, I mean, like, you saw the size of that ankle. That True. ankle was oof, nasty. Um, and Danilo is reportedly out too for the whole uh, the World Cup. And that just, uh, and everybody, Militao is going to play spot. right back. It's not Danielle. Yeah. Militao is going to play right back. And I think that's the best decision that they can do Brazil with Danilo out, in my opinion. Okay. I like it, has to okay. be. And I've heard reports too that Fred's going to start. Fred's going to start, but I'm not saying guarantees. I heard just some reports. Fred under Tite has been pretty good. Different. Right. I agree. So, like, Richarlison, man. Oh, yeah. I can say right now, Enzo Fernandez, Argentina, and Richarlison goals of the tournament. They're definitely going to be in the top three goals of the tournament, like, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like, I'm saying definitely, but I'm thinking, like, we might see a, a Ronaldo moment. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, uh well, great I, moments. 100% where Charleston has uh, cemented his spot, uh, obviously, as that striker. Um, I mean, he just gets himself into those positions and, and he, he puts them away. And he's annoying, annoying as hell to mark and to play <laughs> against. So, um, Brazil's got the right guy up top. And, um, it was that, that goal was pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't think I'm not sitting here and going like, oh my, could Brazil actually crash out without Neymar? Nah, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think uh, fine to win. <laughs> fine to win. Well, get out of the it depends things. on when he comes back. If he comes back round to 16, um, and he's fit and good to go, 100, percent 90, percent whatever, because nobody's ever really 100. Um, percent I, I think they'll be fine to make a. If Brazil a, goes a against Uruguay, 
uh, without Neymar. Are they fine? Yeah. Uh, the way uh, Uruguay looked. Uh, 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 you, you hesitated, though. You hesitated. I hesitated. Like, I hesitated. The, the, the way Uruguay looked, yes. But we'll see. Mm, we'll see. I mean, I, they, they, brushed, they brushed aside Serbia's best 11, right? They brushed aside Serbia as if they were kind of nothing. True. Right? That is true. Am I, am I wrong in saying well, first that? Like, half, first half was tough, in my opinion. But okay. uh, I think the second half, Brazil immediately, when the Neymar turned up, yeah. Vinicius Jr. turned up so big time. And that's the thing, too. <clears throat> in four years' time, the main player of Brazil might be Vinicius Jr. Or Hendrik yeah. goes so bold that he will be already <laughs> in like the discussion of the Ballon d'Or. That wouldn't. Be so shocking if you know the talent of that Hendrik possesses. So right. I, I love to see that man. Now now Brazil they got options, futures there, but it all depends on how they play with the next manager after Tite. I wanna give sure. credit to Tite because he gave a lot of union to this team. And especially with the whole political situation in Brazil, having union mm -hmm. in this team and they have there's players that support Neymar supports Bolsonaro. So there mm -hmm. is beliefs, different beliefs in the group. So just seeing the manager having a strong group union, got a good credit to Tite. And a, 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 and a call-up like with Danny Alves helps yeah. with that. So sure. every decision makes sense in my opinion. And this Brazil team is still my favorite to win the World Cup. So you hopefully don't, you don't think, go second. <laughs> yeah, you don't think Danny Alves is a, a little bummed he's not a... He's not starting over Militao? I think he knows um, what he's I, there to do. I think okay. he knows what he's there to I, do. He's, I think you're right. He's I there to right. help the mentality. And I would hope yeah. Pep, if Pep's not the same Pep in the next game, I hope he does yeah. the same and helps a player like Antonio Silva like go bold. Because sure. Ruben and Antonio might be the best decision too. So both yeah. 39, well, man. Pep and Danilo. Yeah. And, and Danielos. Yeah, Danielos. Yeah. <laughs> Danilo. Danilo's like, no, don't make me older. Um, <laughs> when it, you're talking about Brazil and you're talking about the political climate in Brazil, um, how about Iran getting that win, that shock win in the late stages um, of that match versus Wales? Where's effectively. Bale? Where's Bale? Where's Bale? Exactly. Where's Bale? <laughs> he, he only he only he only draws penalties, I guess. Uh, no, just kidding. I but Mediterranean, it's got to be said. Mm. Mediterranean is the best striker in Group B Bums. in form Bums. right now. Where's right? Kane? Yes, exactly. He's better than Harry Kane as it stands, and he's definitely better than Key for more, right? And ha and Haji writer Josh Sargent. So um, no, Mediterranean is not only. Um, mm -hmm. it does not only provide the Iranians uh, some sort of an offensive threat, but he also is essentially the playmaker. Sure. I mean, you look at it, he, every, everything flows through Jeremy. Everything. Fuck. So um, I am... Uh, it's one of those things where the USA has their destiny in their own hands, right? Everyone's mm -hmm. been saying this. Uh, it's you beat Iran and you're in. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, just beating Iran is not... You know, this is generally a defensive team, uh, generally a very well-disciplined team. Mm -hmm. And Carlos, and, and not only that, we've poked the bear um, a, a little bit. Jurgen Klinsmann, our former U.S. men's national team coach back in the day, and obviously a German legend, mm -hmm. uh, he made some comments about uh, Iranians. Um, now, I think he meant soccer culture or football, footballing culture, um, but he said that they uh, were like cheaters and that they did like mind games and they did like time wasting and all that stuff. And that it was part of their, you ready for this mm. culture? He just said culture, well, which it's, I'll it's, be honest in Europe, it's you footballing see a lot of lower leagues doing time. Sure. wasting. It's very sure. common for you to see. And I might say, I see it in Portugal, the keeper getting sure. that odd injury, the center back all of a sudden, Oh my gosh, I have a, I, I yeah. need, I need a stretch. That's very yeah. often. And you see but the did manager you see, just smiling. <laughs> but did you see what Carlos Queiroz did after that? Mm, what did he do? He in, he invited Jurgen Klinsmann to come spend time with them. Oh. I think he took it as Jurgen Klinsmann saying it was actually their culture. Whereas we have to remember English is not Jurgen Klinsmann's first language. So my guess is there's a lost in translation type of thing here. Or either way, it was a pretty dumb remark to say 
Carlos Quiroz invited him, and then he said, oh, but we also would like for you to step down off of whatever FIFA council you're on mm-hmm. before you do that. Um, basically saying, he's fueling the fire, this U.S.-Iran um, yeah. you know, showdown on Tuesday. And guess what? Mm-hmm. After losing 6-2 to England, Iran has their destiny in their hands as well. True. They just need a draw or a win, and they're in. And Taremi, and Taremi can can go big time. Can go big yeah. time. And Porto fans are all expecting not. Taremi to show up in that game, man. And if Taremi yeah. does become like one of the top goal scorers in this World Cup for yeah. Iran, like he's gonna get a move. He's gonna get a move. Yeah. Like the marketing he's getting to, like I really like that player. And then Valencia yeah. with Fenerbahce, Taremi with Porto. Uh, Enzo with Benfica, there's Musa with Valencia. There's a lot of moves that are gonna yeah. be made because of this World Cup, and way too is gonna move because of this World Cup. So I, I like that shout out that you're doing. Wait. But uh, yeah, you're mentioning a striker with Taremi. I want to mention deservedly so another striker that scored his first goal in the World Cup, Robert Lewandowski. That there it is. It. And what a golazo that was, okay? Showed mm. up, showed how good of a poacher he is. And Chesney yeah. inspired him to do just that, man. That penalty sure. save against Saudi Arabia was so clutch. And I, I loved seeing Poland. Zielinski too scoring with that assist to Lewandowski. Everything yep. is switching on now with Poland. So I, I, I want to yep. give them credit. Second place, as I- it seems. Absolutely. It, it's just still so amazing to me that that is a milestone for Lewandowski, right? Mm-hmm. That that is his first goal. But you're right. Uh, so Saudi Arabia gave him a gift, but he still had to put that thing away. Um, and that that was just wonderfully done. And I, I think you're right. The best development out of that Poland win was mm-hmm. actually Peter Zielinski getting on the score sheet, Fact. right? Because I believe, you know, a lot of people have been saying he doesn't play as well for Poland as he normally does for Napoli. Mm-hmm. Um, they need him really to fire up um, so that it's not just Lewandowski on an island most True. of the time, right? Um, so, Le- in, yeah. And Lewandowski yeah. equaled, like, the record of Pele, okay, scoring in seven, 77 goals, um, international goals, man. Like Lewandowski oh, okay. equaled Pele's record with 77 international goals. That is so wow. bold. And for a Polish player, a Polish striker to do that just shows how much in history he will mm-hmm. be long term. So just I hope he goes both for Barca, man, against United yeah. in the Europa League, folk. Yeah. Sad times with that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, um, uh, we, we talked about. Robert Lewandowski not being on an island, right? You know who feels like they're on an island right now? <laughs> Costa Rica? Ke- yeah, maybe. They are an island, right? Uh, no, Kevin De Bruyne. Ah, oh, facts. Kevin De Bruyne. First off, we'll, we'll talk about Morocco in a second. Mm-hmm. But Kevin De Bruyne decided to make some statements um, that basically said we're too old, we've lost a lot of players, and there's no way we're going to win this World Cup. Right, he love, he said that. that. He's that's facts. Yeah, it's facts. It's facts. So much of a bad player now. Hazard, so much of a bad player now. That just shows I, the I, frustrations he has of these players. He's like golden generation. No man, this is the but, the retirement generation, man. Like what? But you're throwing your players under the bus in during the tournament. Save that crap. For after the tournament, that's ridiculous. It's come on. It's I, and then I, they go out and they and, and then they go out and they get a hundred percent outplayed by Morocco. I feel you. I right? feel where you're coming from. But don't you think like Kevin De Bruyne would expect Trossard to be put in ahead of Mertens? Like I know Mertens is a legend, but Trossard is balling out. Why don't they just I'm, put Charles de Quetzalar if they have to too? Youth players that want yeah. to change the history I mean, and the course of action for Belgium, man. It's like- all of them were on the field at some point versus Morocco, and they all got outplayed. They all like, got outplayed. Uh, Romans, Roman Saiz, like, uh, you know, probably one of the best center backs in this group right now. Um, I mean, like, they were disciplined, and they hit Belgium on the counter 
a, a couple times. And could you imagine a Morocco without Hakim Zayek? Sure. Right. Like back in February, he after he didn't get on the AFCON team, he said, I'm, I'm done. It's over. <laughs> right. And fast forward nine months. And here he is. He is the game changer for Morocco Fuck. and they control their own destiny um, now. And it was cool to get to see uh, Zakaria Abu Abu Klaw, um also get a goal. Uh, he's a 22 year old from Toulouse. Used to be at Azed Alkmar. But when it comes down to it, like, yeah, like we all know that it's facts, what mm. De Bruyne is saying, mm-hmm. but really there's a better time to do that. I agree. That just shows. And it's not like he's been lighting up the field either. I, he has not been very good. I know. And even that matter of the match award, like De Bruyne didn't right. really deserve it too. So I really think he's just frustrated with the whole thing. And like even seeing Lukaku talking to him off the field, like saying, do yeah. this, that, and the other thing. He must be like, what the hell, man? You should be yeah. playing. You're disappointing me, man. And once again, I got to say it. To Courtois to De Bruyne, Eden Hazard and Lukaku didn't do justice for this generation, man. And they disappointed. They disappointed. Number two in the FIFA rankings, Belgium, man. So, and it's not for shocking like- for who knows football that Morocco won this match, okay? Because no. I'd say, I'm going to say this, man. Morocco in this World Cup has the best fullbacks playing until now with Masrui at the left and Hakimi mm. at the right. They've been mm. absolutely deadly and vital for any Moroccan results. So I really wanted to say that because they're balling yeah. out those and, two. Balling and out. And that, that was, I 100% agree with you. Um, and that was their first World Cup group stage win since 1998. Ooh. And they have a chance. Morocco has a chance, a good chance to make it through to the round of the six, round of 16 for the first time in 36 years. How cool would that be? That's crazy, right? man. That's absolutely it crazy. Is. And that can happen, yeah? I agree. That can happen. Yeah. And Akim Ziyech, just like we say with Pulisic, Akim Ziyech, like, he's got to mm-hmm. get a move, man. He's got to play more. Yeah. He deserves that. And he's a star boy, man. Ziyech, just can't, he can pull the game out of his out of his feet at any given moment. It's so good. I... Ajax will come calling again. Uh, they pulled back, they pulled back Bergvine. They pulled back a, a whole bunch of different players. Blind. Come on. They pulled out Blind yeah. back too. They yeah. 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 I, I could see, see that. that. I could also see him going to like Syria. Um, Milan. Na- yeah, Napoli. Milan. Milan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Napoli with competing with Zielinski. That would be, be so many options. Ellie Fell yeah. was there too. Kvaradona with Ziyech. I'd love that. Yeah. I'd love that. But my last mention um, here in the pot on my mm-hmm. end, man. I got to say, Costa Rica, man. First yeah. shot in the World Cup. And Keishe Fuller scored it, man. It's, he, t- he took the yeah. risk. And they went bold against Japan. I was not expecting that result. Japan surprised the world. And now Costa Rica surprises Japan and the world, too. So, hey, karma. Uh, 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 we we knew the Ticos were better than what they played uh, that yeah. first game versus Spain. They played um, so, so, oh, God. <laughs> no, they didn't play very well either. But they did what they've done previously, where they gut out wins. They know how to gut out wins, and they know how to break down people. And Japan had no ability to break down their low block, right? They had no ability. Uh, I don't know why you don't have a guy, uh, you know, an insane dribbler like Kubo, um, on the pitch Minamino. to try and break these guys down. Minamino you know? needs to start for I... Japan next to Kamada. It's shocking. What does Minamino yeah. need to do to play for Japan? To start for Japan, uh, I'm sorry. That makes yeah, no yeah. sense. Makes yeah. no sense in my opinion, man. But, no, uh, but like, on, on a whole, you bring up a good point. Like, mm-hmm. most of the CONCACAF teams mm-hmm. have not been faring very well, right? I mean, we've scored, let's see, a couple CONCACAF teams have scored like a couple open play goals, maybe three now. Mm. Alfonso Davies got Canada's first World Cup goal Ooh. ever in the second minute. And then they proceeded to give up at least four goals. I don't, I don't know how many more. But Croatia then kind of put on – they basically were a little naive to think Croatia wouldn't come back at them. Exactly. Right? But it was fitting at least that it was Alfonso Davies. That's for damn sure. True. Because Alfonso Davies is the face of this young – 
Canadian squad that's, in my opinion, only going to get better, um, assuming that John Herdman stays in the role. Uh, but they are the first CONCACAF team that is actually out. They're gone. So, so the uh, US, but it is, it, the U.S. needs yeah. to prove them right. <laughs> they do. Jonathan David, man, should have, you said it, like he should have taken that pen maybe, yeah, right? <laughs> he absolutely should have, uh, but then again, uh, that was the game to win. Belgium looked kind of on the ropes uh, at some point, and I, I don't know, man. I don't and know. And Buchanan, but, like want to mention, I'm saying players are going to leave in the future. Like he went to Cool yeah. and Tejan Buchanan yeah. is putting on a show, okay, when he's playing for Canada, and that's another player too. That I think he's gonna move, and Jonathan David too, man. A lot of young, yeah. a lot of teams need a young striker. Get Jonathan David, man. Next to the likes of Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi in the top goal scoring league, huh? Just get David, and he will cost less than fifty million. So right. that's a that would be a great buy for any Premier League team, in my opinion. Yeah, and and he might go for a little bit lower at Ooh. this moment because he he did not have a great World Cup. He did not. Uh, they've got one one game left. Um, but him, Kyle Laren, Kyle Laren looked like a guy that hasn't played in a very long time because at Club Bruges, he has not played in a very long time, really. Um, so yeah, they're going to need to continue their development, but, uh, all in all, I mean, Canada, you gotta applaud them for how they play the game. It's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. They are like Jack Russell Terriers sprinting all across the field, like just nipping at your heels at all times. They're fun to watch. Um, and anytime Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David share the field together, it's a lot of fun. But um, I would have liked to have seen CONCACAF do a little bit better. So we'll see. Um, it it, it could very well be, could very well be that by the end of this group stage, Costa Rica, Canada, gone. Yeah. USA, gone. Mexico, gone. It could very well be that every CONCACAF team winds up out. I mean, based on how Mexico has looked, they look terrible. Based on how the U.S. looks, there's some promise there. You're the, we'll hope. You're the hope of CONCACAF, man. And I've got to say, you're the one that looks best, in my opinion. And Wea, mm -hmm. I'm going to reiterate, Wea, for me, is the player I'm most surprised with the U.S. On that right wing. Mm -hmm. On that right yeah. wing. I remember him being at Celtic, and you were telling me at the time, Wea, if he gets it right with the club he goes to, if he gets the form right, we are so lucky with the U.S. And you yeah. were absolutely right with this call. Just because Wea will be one of the key players for the U.S. men's national team in 2026. Absolutely. The, ma the majority of this team will be 27, 28 years old, right, or lower. Uh, come 2026 and there will be other names that will be coming up. I'm, so um, I, I can say this yeah. too. So I really wanted to say this and I forgot to say this too with Portugal. And this is why I'm so bullish with Portugal with our future. Mm -hmm. it's, in terms of position, we're locked up for 10 years with Jokarstedt goalkeeper, Nun Mendes yeah. at left back, Antonio Silva at center back, Vitinha in midfield, Gonçalo Ramos, like João Félix, Rafael Leão, Dalo. All these players we know in the next 10 years, they will be called up for Portugal because they got the quality to do so. So that's why I really believe there's a real chance that we, I can see Portugal winning a World Cup in my lifetime, man. I really okay. believe that. I got to believe wow. in that scenario. So, yeah. I yeah. Just wanted to yeah. And uh, Fabio Carvalho, Fabio Vieira, so many players were not even called too. And they would be called right. if they were... Let's say U.S. in this case. <laughs> sure. So yeah, and 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 let's let's be honest. In 2026, I'm sure there's going to be a whole new crop of players that are going to give Gonzalo Ramos or uh, you know Fabio Vieira, Vitinha, give a lot of these guys a run for their money. True. Um, because yeah, if there's one thing that is uh, very productive, it's those youth academies. Facts. Um, Facts. But my last shout. Mm -hmm. Because you you went down this rabbit hole for like a little bit and we didn't stay on it for a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the other players that is having himself a tournament um, is Cody Gakpo, right? Ooh, we kind of we, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but like there's no guarantee when you know uh, a guy with club form comes in um, and and he automatically just carries that club form over. Uh, but like. He has uh, – there's a lot of rumors going on. Um, mm -hmm. I believe Manchester United has a pre-agreement deal with him, I right? I see that. Cody Gakpo to United is very real. Very huge. Real. With Eric Ten Hag too. I can see yeah. that happening. 
but this kid, he's 23. He has 33 goal involvements in 31 games for club and country Oof. in 2022. Just impressive. That's how really, really impressive right there, man. Like, that's, yeah, it's that, great. That's insane. And that, and how much is he going to cost? 50 million? Yeah. Bargain. That. Bargain. It is. And he's always been at PSV. So he's not like yep. he's been in a lot of clubs, man. He's one club man. So whoever gets him is the second club. Man, I think United are gonna lock him up. Considering the past, like so many Dutch players that are idols in, in, in the Netherlands, like I'd say they're definitely Van Persie, Van der Sar. Yeah. I could see that happening. I could see and, and and is there. Van, Nist Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy. Um, yeah, true. Um, true. The, but like, the manager of PSV. So he, he must yeah. be saying, like, go to United. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. Um, and it. You know who made all of this th this pursuit that likely will wrap up before the end of the World Cup or right after the World Cup? Who made it more um, likely to happen and uh, allowed Manchester United the latitude to go out and start really going after their targets early? Mm. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. True. Ronaldo walking away from the contract. True. Um, and not necessarily. I, I think he. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he gave up 17 million in compensation. True. He did. He did yeah. give up. He knew what he was doing with that interview. And I got to say, his legacy at United, like the team yeah. last year, he carried Man United. And that's fucked. And this sure. season, I think he made the decision. And I'm going to help the future of Man United in terms of I'm going to be Cristiano Ronaldo thought I am going to be the number one enemy of the Glazers of Man United. I'm going to show how they didn't invest in the club. I'm going to show the bad decisions they made. And I'm going to vocally say that they should sell the club. And look at what's happening. Look at what's right. happening. The Glazers yeah. are going to go. So Cristian Ronaldo, at the end of everything, will be one alleged, will still be a legend for Man United. Because he exposed the truth. Oli sure. partially said it. Ralph Ragnick partially said it, Christian Ronald revealed everything. The incompetence of Man United throughout the years. It had to be said. It had to be said. The, 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 fan, the, the fans have always known, though. True. The fans have always known. Um, Ferguson and, never denied yeah. it. Ferguson no. never denied it. And Ronaldo no. must think, like, if I had gone to Man City, would I have better numbers? He would have. He would have before yeah. Haaland. Because Man City, right now, is Man United 10 years ago. Best manager in the world with Pep Guardiola. At the time, it was Sir Alex Ferguson. Best facilities yeah. at the time. Every player would wanted to move to Man United at the time. And now, let's see where does Jude Bellingham go. Man City could yeah. be the case. And Haaland picked Man City. So, they need to well, change. It needs change. Or Jude, Jude Bellingham, Liverpool still? That's, that that's huge. Happen. Uh, I, Liverpool need investment though. Liverpool needs yeah. FSG needs to well, sell the club before next summer in order to get Jude Bellingham definitely in the locks. Yeah. It, well, it's it's a good it's a good time to sell after Todd Bowley paid a nice premium uh, for Chelsea. So and and that's the thing is the Glazers, the Glazers are still we have to remember whether they leave or not, mm -hmm. and it, it's looking likely that they're going to leave. They are. They're laughing. They're laughing their way to the bank. Mm -hmm. Come on, I don't. I don't want to pour cold water on it. It's good for both parties if they leave. That's for damn sure. But when it comes down to it, Man U's stock in the, on the New York Stock Exchange here mm -hmm. in the states has been up like 50 percent in just the last few days on rumors that they're definitely going to sell. Right. So they're getting richer and richer every day that they uh, they they stoke the fire of that. And even better. You have a rumor that circulates around that Tim Cook and Apple are looking at buying Ooh. a stake in Manchester United. Man, it's not Amazon. true. Amazon and Bezos too. Yeah. What? It's going to happen. It'll happen. Well, a, a big tech giant getting. I'd like One my per, my choice would be Sir Radcliffe. I think he'd be yeah. the best decision because he would stay with the British. Uh, it would it would be the the richest man in Britain getting Man United. It would stay in the country. So I could see him being the favorite. So uh, yeah. let's put oh. down below. Who do you think will get the ownership of Man United, man? That's a good well, man, discussion, Brentson. Jeez. Yeah. Can you believe that we still have like 25 more days of this World Cup? Ah, just getting started, I mean, man. It's good stuff. I, 
it's it's amazing stuff and you've you've been you've been working your butt off through this so i commend <laughs> you for that um but i, I gotta say That's like i'm already stuff. sick if, if everybody can't tell Both. i'm definitely fighting something i've got a <laughs> fever and it's not covid but uh i my my energy was um I'm normally under Alex's energy, uh, but today I was way under Alex's energy because I feel like I need to go to sleep. Um, anyway, no. I think it's because there's so much football. I was up at five <laughs> in the morning this this morning, happy, what? happy Love to it. watch the games. And I, I'm going to do it every morning until the end of this thing so, because it's, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful game? tournament. The first game is 5 at 5 a.m. Oh, my yeah. days. Oh my, and the last yeah. game's at what time for your end? 2 p.m. Hey, I'm a douche. For me, it's, it's 7 p.m. And the first yeah. game is at 10 a.m., which is a bit Much like, nicer. It, it, it's nicer, but it is weird, though, that, like, yeah. matches are taking place at 10 a.m. But think, think about it. Like, my brother-in-law's on the West Coast. Two, 2 a.m. Ah. 2 a.m. is when that first game starts. Then it's 5 a.m. Then it's 8 a.m. So your DVR... You know, your recording device is doing a whole lot of work for you. Um, unless you're crazy and you're waking up at 2, uh, 2 a.m. to watch. What, who was it this morning? Costa Rica. Go, uh, Japan. Yeah, yeah Costa Rica, Japan. Japan. Right. And yeah, that, that's but, bold, man. But if you're listening until now, people, please do not forget to like this video and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts now. And yes, subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. Thank you for listening to episode 82 and thank you for going bold with us.